What's going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What's going on, guys? It's Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Tonight, we're going to dive into episode 68, um, and we're going to report on the Knicks' three-month progress report here, I guess you could call it. We're going to evaluate each player on the roster and, of course, talk about the team as a whole. But tonight's uh, it's Saturday night. I actually just got done watching the... Um, I just got finished watching the Lakers game, right? Their first game back since the tragedy of Kobe of Kobe Bryant on Sunday. And um it was emotional, man. It was the, first of all the tribute at the start of the game. Excellent job by the Los Angeles Lakers organization there. It was just tremendous. Um and it, it still feels just so so weird, man. It's still so hard to accept. I'm still having trouble processing this all because it's, I'm telling you, when you lose an icon so sudden like that, so big, and not only the city of Los Angeles, but just the sports world in general, it hits you. It hits you really hard, right? <clears throat> and um, it's just, it sucks. And, you know, it's just the way it happened, who were, who was involved, just that there were so many children in this tragic accident, just family members. Oh, my gosh. And. Um, you know, this is kind of, you know, I, I've been a Knicks fan my entire life, so I've not been fond of the Los Angeles Lakers, but this season, man, honestly, you know, obviously with the Knicks not doing shit this season, it's going to be hard to root against the Lakers now, man. And I, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm really pulling for them to, to make some noise this season and maybe do something this year and hopefully win a finals because as much as I dislike the Lakers, as much as I dislike the Bron James, this would be a hell of a story, you have to admit. So, obviously, without when I when I have the Knicks to root for and they have nothing to play for, why why not just go for the Lakers this year, man? I'm I'm rooting for them. I'm pulling for them. Um, not that I'm hopping on the bandwagon or anything, but um, I did buy myself a nice Kobe shirt, man, just to tribute him. And yeah, I think this would be a great story if the city of city of Los Angeles can just. It would just make a perfect, um, a perfect story for for how it's all gone down, man. And I just feel like it's wrong if I root against them this season. So that's going to be my team to root for outside of the Knicks this year. And unfortunately, they couldn't get the win tonight. Uh, the Trailblazers pulled away, but yeah, man, it was just an emotional, emotional night. And as you, you know, I said last episode, um, I said on the show that Kobe Bryant was one of my three favorite ball players growing up you know it was Carmelo Anthony it was Allen Iverson and it was Kobe Bryant 
um, in whatever order you like. But yeah, it was those are the three guys I just loved watching. And with Kobe, it was that competitiveness, right? That competitive drive that that really took um, <clears throat> influence into me. You know, I, that's how I became so win hungry. That's how I'm so competitive out there, right? I am a just I have that same exact mentality, and I've got it from him. I got it from guys like Kobe Bryant. So it's you know just. Um, it's it sucks. There's not much else to say. It sucks. It it's just so crazy when you when you and when you say it out loud. You know, Kobe Bryant will never be here again. It just it's yeah. But that's that, man. I mean, we're gonna try to to move on. Yeah, right. Because that's what we gotta do when something like this happens. We have to move on. And tonight we're gonna talk about the Knicks. Dive into their three month progress report. <clears throat> obviously it's not been a great season it's not been a good season it's not even been a bad season it's been whatever worse than bad is <laughs> right it's been egregious it's just been pathetic um and so i gave the knicks as a team so far three months in they've um jumped back down to a d right last month they jumped upwards to a c minus if that means anything but they, they, you know, when it's one step forward, seven steps back with this squad, and that's exactly what we've been getting all season long with them. Um, yeah, so it's it is what it is. I just hope they just start playing the kids because that's the big thing, right? While they've been somewhat more competitive under Mike Miller, somewhat they still aren't playing the kids, and that right there is coming from the front office, most definitely coming from the front office. Um, the veterans, the short-term players on you know on those short deals are still getting minutes over the kids. We're still seeing Morris and Randall um, having the offense run through them. It's just so frustrating. Um, and even when guys like R.J. Barrett is healthy, he's not really being treated as the number one option, right? He's often playing off the ball, being hidden in the corner. It's just, it's not the way you're supposed to be rebuilding. You know, when you're a rebuilding team, you're supposed to be giving the bulk of your minutes, um, the bulk of the ball time to your your foundation, right? Your young franchise cornerstones. So that sucks. So I gave them a D because not only have they been losing games consistently, but they've not been rebuilding the proper way, which is really just the simple things like playing your kids, and they still can't even do that. So a D. Now, as for the individual grades, we'll start with the point guard position. Um, Alfred Payton, I gave him a C plus. Last month, I actually had him a B plus because there was a brief moment, whether you believe me or not, uh, there was a brief moment where he was playing very well. He was the catalyst for this Knicks team, um, but that lasted about again every anything that anything good with the Knicks doesn't last. So he kind of went came down to earth a little and. It's so hard watching him try to shoot a basketball. It's just a friggin' line drive to the rim. You know, it almost goes downwards, the arc. <laughs> he can't score. He doesn't generate offense. The only thing he does is he'll rack up the assists from time to time. But, I mean, it's the defense is so-so. I have not even been impressed with that. It's a C+. He's been okay. Um, Frank Nielakina, I gave him a C. Defense still struggles with offense. A C plus, I would, I would agree with that too. C C plus for Frankie Lakina, but just because yeah, he has a lot of defense, very good defender, but 
this is remember he's a lottery pick. He's not really living up to that at all. He still can't generate offense consistently enough. It's once in a blue moon we'll he'll score ten points and we'll go wild for that. Um, he's not aggressive enough out there. He's not a floor general or anything. What does he do other than play defense? You can't really answer that. He doesn't do much outside of that. So it's it's going to be hard to give him anything more than the C. Like I said, maybe a C plus, but yeah, Frank gets a C for me. Dennis Smith Jr., our third point guard, D minus. The guy doesn't even want to be here. The guy forgot how to play basketball. D minus, pretty straightforward. Um, we'll move on to R.J. Barrett. I gave Barrett a B. He's obviously injured right now, but pretty much the entire season, he's been consistently around that B area. He's had his good games. He's had his bad games. But for the most part, he's been very solid. Uh, he, he's shown the ability to score consistently. right? He may, he may not always shoot efficiently, but he can find a way to score somehow. He's good at creating his own shots. Um, he could be ball dominant, but he's good at that. Like I said, he can create his own shots. He's a good driver to the rim. Um, he knows how to get his own his own offensive rebounds. We've seen him put the ball on the floor and shoot off the dribble a couple times. He's good at that. And he's playing very strong defense. He can rebound, play, make, and play defense too. So he's kind of a decent all-around player. And that's kind of been a surprise, you know, coming from Duke where he didn't really play much defense or he wasn't known as a great defender over there. But so far in the NBA, I'd like to say he's played above-average defense for sure. So R.J. Barrett, overall, I think he's played at a B caliber level. So moving on to Marcus Morris, I gave Morris the highest grade on the team. I gave him a B plus. Now I know probably most Knicks fans will give him a grade if they were to um, in the A category, but I I, can't, I have a hard time giving anybody on a team that's 13 and 30 friggin' six a grade in the A category. So I gave him a B plus. That's that's my rule here. I don't give anybody an A when your team is, you know, 20 something games below. So. A B-plus is good, though. He's been playing so consistent on the offensive end, providing great mid-range shooting, even better three-point shooting. Um, he's been their closer down the stretch. Not always great closing, but he does. He has his moments. Um, defensively, he's been strong, too. So Marcus Morris has been a good 3-and-D presence for this Knicks team, a good veteran presence, and hopefully he can get traded to a team that you know is in contention because this poor guy is out here doing this for nothing on the Knicks. It's it's hard to watch. <laughs> so that's that with him. Uh, Julius Randle, the Knicks' is power forward, the Knicks' four-man. He has a, I give him a C plus, right? He's been much better than he was to start the season, right, under David Fizdale, where he was just consistently awful. Now he's taking a step up, but not too much, to where he's better, but still inconsistent. You know, he's not consistently awful. Now he's just inconsistent. So I have him a C plus because he'll have his good games and he'll have his really, really reckless bad games too. The talent's obviously there. You can see it. He has the talent to be a dominant force, but he does not have the IQ to, to be that dominant force consistently enough. So it's the defense sometimes, it's the turnovers, the over-dribbling, the uh, poor shot selection and the clutch, just things like that that can drive you crazy with Julius Randle sometimes. So I gave him a C plus. Taj Gibson, I gave him a C plus, pretty straightforward. He's all right. Defensive presence doesn't do much offensively. Occasionally, he'll stretch the floor with a 13, 14 footer, but C plus. Time to get him out of the starting lineup. How long have I have? Been, how long have I been saying that? Oh my God, he needs to get out of that lineup and uh, get Mitchell Robinson in there. 
Because Mitch, I gave him a B minus. He's had some inconsistencies. Obviously, with him, it's the foul issues, right? Trying to stay disciplined out there, stay on his feet, um, stay in front of his, um, stay in front of the of the ball handler, and and just be disciplined out there defensively. He struggles with that, but he has shown improvements at time. It's just not been consistent. But when he's on that floor, he's clearly the next best player, right? He's um. Terrific on the offensive glass. He's a an excellent elite shot blocker. He's very athletic where he can just throw down a lob over two guys and make it look easy. He can reach, get up there with that wingspan, easily throw down a dunk from areas you don't think you can even throw down a dunk from. So Mitchell Robinson, um, I gave him B minus just because of his presence out there on the floor. It's the fouls that are going to hold him back. So if he can't ever fix that. I don't know how it's going to happen, but we do have to remember this is a kid who skipped college. He came right out of high school, took the year off, then entered the league. So it's kind of expected that he'd be a little bit reckless, a little bit of a project, but B minus is not bad for a second year player. Speaking of second year players, Kevin Knox doesn't have a B minus. I gave this guy a D plus <laughs> because honestly, man, what does this guy do that's been great for this Knicks team, right? You can at least say something good for each player on this team. When it comes to Kevin Knox, I really can't. I have a hard time finding something good to say about Kevin Knox. He doesn't play defense. His rebounding is un, is underwhelming. Um, his playmaking, I guess it's improved a little bit, but not not to anything where you could say anything positive about it. Um he can put the ball on the floor and attack the rim here and there. He'll show flashes, but again, not consistent. His only, the only part of his game where you can see some potential has been his shooting. But again, even his jump shooting has been off and on this season. So it's, I don't know what to say about Kevin Knox. It's a D plus. He's been, he's been very, very bad this season. And He's been very bad since he's entered the league. Now, am I calling him a bust? No, I'm not going to call a you know a teenager a friggin' bust, practically a teenager. But so far, yeah, he's headed towards that territory. He's been a bad player. Simple as that. He hasn't been good. A D-plus for Kevin Knox. Who did I miss? Uh, Damian Dotson. I originally had him at a C-plus, but I think he deserves a, a B-minus because he's been playing much better of late. He's caught a couple, a couple of hot streaks. You know, with him, it's you give the guy consistent minutes, right? When he knows he's going to play 20-plus minutes a night, he'll start doing good. And that's been the problem earlier in the year. Um, For the majority of the year, really, he wasn't really getting minutes, minutes consistently. Sometimes he wouldn't play. Sometimes he would, but it'd only be 11, 12 minutes. And sometimes he'll play a rare 25-plus minutes per night. But lately, he's been getting those 25-minute games, and he's been performing exceptionally in them. Hot shooting, competitive defense. So Damian Dotson gets a B minus for me. Bobby Portis, I gave him a C minus. He's a good occasional, you know, he'll catch occasionally he'll catch hot and be a good scorer for you. Uh, shoots the three well, has that little jump hook that he'll go to every time in the post. Um, but the defense, especially the off ball help defense, is just atrocious, and he can just become an offensive, um, a stagnant player offensively at times kind of with a ball-dominant, tunnel-vision type of player that he is. But, yeah, a C-. minus. Uh, we talked about Dennis Smith, Wayne Ellington, a D. He doesn't really play much anymore. When he does, he kind of sucks, so a D. Um, who else? 
And I think we touched everybody. I mean, there's Alonzo Trier and Ignas Brasdegas. I didn't give them any grade just because they haven't been a part of this team. It sucks that Alonzo Trier has been so um, iced from this team. And this is one of their, this was, remember, this was the guy who put up 10 points on efficient shooting, you know, from all on the floor in his rookie season. And now he's being iced from the rotation this season. And that's kind of part of the reason why I think this whole veteran over the young kids thing is coming from the front office. Because if you remember um, earlier in the year, Alonzo Trier still wasn't getting playing time under David Fisdale. And that's still happening under Mike Miller. So it's the same pattern, which has me thinking this is probably a front office thing doing all this, right? They want to play their summer acquisitions so they don't look bad. That's why Randall is still getting 35 minutes for you, Morris. And that's why Gibson's still starting. And that's why Reggie Bullock, I didn't even include Reggie Bullock. I just forgot about that. Um, But I'd give Reggie Bullock right now a C plus, B minus. But yeah, like I said, it's those things like that. Um, I think that's coming from the front office, and that's the thing that's holding this team back, guys. That's why the Knicks aren't rebuilding. Um, That's why they're just there. It's so troubling, right? If they were losing like they are right now, but it was at least with the kids, it was at least with their foundation, their core, um, I would accept it because at least they're doing something right. At least I know they were doing something competent where they're they're at least trying to develop their, their kids and have them improve because they can't improve sitting on the bench. Whether or not you think this core is questionable, great, or pathetic, they're not going to get better sitting on the bench. So we won't know for sure unless they start playing um, consistently. So they're not doing that. So you want to see this eventually happen. Maybe, maybe it's just a showcasing thing. You know, and I've talked about this showcasing thing before. I gave my opinion on it how I think it's overrated, especially with veterans, how I think the league and all the GMs around the league know who Bobby Portis is already. They know who Gibson is. They know who Ellington is. You know, a couple of games before the deadline isn't going to change their opinion on it. So personally, I would just play the kids right now. I wouldn't wait till after the deadline. But hey, I will say this. If we're going to keep playing these veterans and it, it better, it better be a showcasing thing. Because if the Knicks don't trade anybody, or if they don't sell heavy at this deadline, and they're still playing their, oh my God! If they still, if they don't sell heavy at the deadline, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the rails. I am gonna go insane. Because why the hell have we been doing this, right? That's the only justifiable thing, and it's not even that justifiable. But that's the only thing keeping me from. That's the only thing keeping me sane right now is that maybe they're doing it just to showcase for the deadline. But if they don't make any moves or if they make one or two moves and, and really don't do much, I'm going to flip a shit and I'm not going to be a happy person. So they better damn well hope James Dolan, Steve Mills, Scott Perry better damn well hope that they sell heavy this deadline and then go go with the youth from there. Because <laughs> Oh, would I be pissed off? But um, that's that tonight, guys. I'm gonna end this one tonight. I gotta go to bed. Um, yeah, tonight was a an emotional night. We saw the Lakers and, and Blazers. Like I said, they had the Kobe Bryant tribute before the game. It was a nice job by the organization. Um, and then the Lakers ended up losing in the final minutes. It was pretty back and forth towards the end there. But Damian Lillard got hot. 
But as soon as Hassan Whiteside hit that fadeaway from about 15 feet away, it was time to go to bed. <laughs> because when he's hitting jumpers on you, you know you've got some issues. But yeah, it was tough to see them lose after such a, a great night. You wanted to see them pick it up for Kobe, obviously. But like I said, you know, like Damian Lillard said post game, they played hard, and that's what he wanted, he would have wanted them to do. They all played hard tonight because of him, and it just felt not good, but it felt like um, it was a good step in the, in the it was a good next step right after uh, last Sunday. It was a good next step, and we just gotta keep moving forward, man. So R.I.P. Maba. Kobe, man, Gianna, um, Altabellis, um, Mausers, all those victims lost to their families. Just pray for them. And it's, yeah, it's, it's tough, man, because tragedy like this, man, it's, I don't even know. It's just, uh, it's horrible. It's devastating, devastating. But um, that's that, guys. We're going to wrap this one up, like I said. So I appreciate you guys stopping by. Rob Carbone, BD4, No Better Way, Episode 68, and that's a wrap. I'll see you guys next time. Ciao.